0: Love, talk Radio. A lie, actually. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, poison cool! Step right up! Behind this curtain line, a ghastly concoction of delight! Your every wish is our command, your every physical desire brought to life, but I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome,
1: welcome to, to the Greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you back to this episode of the show. Where well, tonight we're going to be talking about the Demonic Deans film pick of the week, The Outwaters from 2022, released to select theaters in 2023 of February, directed by Robbie Banfitch, the one-man show, as it were, writer, producer, director, editor, catering. He did it all, folks. We're going to talk about it a little later on in the show. But before we do all that, I'm yeah, joined by that's the that's Bold that's and the Beautiful, the Goldie that's Keith.
0: That's <laughs> And welcome to to Talking Oh, my dick, my intestines.
1: Are those your intestines? Maybe. (laughs) Mm. Good to have Bobby Banffish. Squish, squish, (laughs) squish! Look at my bloody feet. Oh, look at my feet! Look at my toes! Look at my toesies! I have to be the lead. I'm the director. I'm also editor, writer, producer. Nobody can do it but me. Robbie am a skinny film off of me, Robbie
2: Banfitch. Oh, i Robbie <laughs> Banfitch. Of the, Hello, we of know the me from
0: California Banfitches.
1: <laughs> the California Banfitches. We're a family. The Banfitches. enclave of directors. <laughs> You're below us, Nev. Please kneel for the Banfitches as we come through town. Yes, you may look at us, but you can't touch. You may not touch, only look, only gaze upon the Van Fitch. <laughs> That's You're the body guess. Six,
0: count them six Teslas, thank you. Because we are the Van <laughs> Fitches.
1: We have stock in Tesla. I'm not sure if you've heard about it. You poor serves living below the poverty line, are you? You weren't born a Van Fitch. <laughs> you only live in our world.
0: <laughs> you can only watch a Van Fitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
0: could
2: have a B about
1: this. Uh, so we are not joined by the Mad Monkey tonight, as he's doing a little bit of recovery, so we wish him well. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad he's not here, because if he hated Eli Roth, Love you,
0: I don't, I'm not sure if you. <laughs>
1: He's <laughs> the monkey here.
0: He's got to be like, yo, everybody, how you doing? It's the mad monkey here. I'm sniffing cocaine and fucking hookers, baby. <sighs> you can listen to us on every single channel on the yeah. same because yeah. we own them all. Spotify, Blog Talk, yeah. iTunes. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we're going to have that back next week. And I, like I was saying, he hates Eli Ross. I think that he would hate Robbie Benefitch even more. That's just the no, spoiler. <laughs> i have to see Man. if you actually watched it, but I'm pretty sure you're probably not like Robbie either. <laughs> probably in the same All camp I as I wanted to do
0: last night while watching this week's movie was just mess. Like, I didn't want to do it on our group chat because I didn't want to, like, yeah. throw off any thoughts or anything like that. But, like, I just wanted mm-hmm. to message Monkey and be like, bro, you picked the best week to not fucking come on, man. Because you would have hated oh. this fucking movie. He would have hated this movie oh, so much.
1: Man. I had the exact same thoughts as I was watching it. And we'll get to it later, obviously, our thoughts. But I just kept thinking. I was like, oh, man, if he hates Eli Roth, he is not going to like Robbie Bantfish at all. He might have a new hatred. He might be like, Eli Roth, I forgive you. Robbie Bantfish, I now hate you. <laughs> I love to be that wrong.
0: Right but Bon No. Bon bitch.
1: <laughs> we have no love for you here, Ban Fitch. Go back to California where you come from, or the Mojave Desert. Um We had to be here for a second, but he fucking dropped, so waiting for him to come back. Like Sherlock Holmes is new fucking Moriarty, you know. Oh <laughs> <'Til> Ban <laughs> fitch.
0: Curse you, Banfitch! Fitch. Curse you to hell. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's just standing in the corner. <laughs>
0: just
1: runs off into the night. Like, damn you, bad Damn you, e- he- hell? He- he-
0: he. Me, and, me and my <laughs>
1: hatchet. <laughs> yeah. Watch my movie. It's only an hour and 50 minutes long. Not that bad.
2: Hush.
0: Hush now, King. Hush now. Do not reveal. Do not reveal your secrets.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like I said, the Dean was here, but then he dropped, so I'm sure he'll be back. I'm pretty sure he's probably still sitting outside, uh, camped out, you know, at his station. Uh, is there anything you wanted to kind of banter about uh, in the meantime? Oh. It is a big weekend. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer. The Barbieheimer. It's flesh <laughs> off.
0: You know, um, uh, yeah, you know, really, uh, it, it's, it's been a spell I've hit the movie theaters. Uh, it's Barb and yeah? weekend. Um <laughs> You know, it uh like I wanted to go see Insidious the Red Door, just didn't get around to it. Um you know, I did I got my I got a ticket for I haven't seen it yet. Um I got a mm-hmm. ticket for the Turtles movie upcoming. Um Nice. You know, so so yeah, 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 yeah. I got a, an early viewing actually, uh, which I think will be next Monday or Tuesday, one or the other. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm quite thrilled about that. That'll that'll be a fun time. Um, I hope you know. It, it seems like the vibes right. I'm still I'm still a little miffed about the whole trailer thing, but I, you know, obviously, whatever. Don't be miffed. Uh, I just hope. I just hope. <laughs> I am miffed. miffed. I am miffed, Dean. Miffed. Don't I hope you. they didn't <laughs> cut shit out of the entire movie. You know, just to yeah,
1: appease
0: whoever complained about the trailer.
1: Because mm-hmm. it was too much. It was a lot. It was basically giving away the entire premise of, of the movie. And I liked it when they kept it secret. At least with Oppenheimer, you know what's going to happen. About? No spoiler. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, because they both come out oh, this weekend. Let's talk about. I was talking about how talk oh, oh no, they showed a lot of that too. The TV ads show a lot which I was kind of disappointed well, about, no, TV ad show a lot of
0: that. Well, no, what, what I'm saying is if you watch the original trailer, right, for that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon that's coming oh, out, yeah. and I know you love cartoons, but the original trailer, oh, there's a sequence that happens in the trailer in which Raphael dies. die, yeah. and it goes into mm-hmm. Donatello's leg. It, you saw it <laughs> yeah. go into his leg, and Charlie. it was in there. Future yep. trailers, cut that cut out. out. They, zoom, they yep. zoom the picture sure, yeah. in. You no longer see the psi enter the leg. You don't see the, the one shot of it in the leg. You don't see, the, you don't see anything with it, like any of the, the actual penetration of the weapon. And I'm wondering if this is the same kind of shit that got complained about. Gene. Yes, penetration. Um, oh, my. Like when we were younger, when 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, and people fucking complained. So from then on, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time, or whatever it was called. um, You don't see them actually use their weapons to fight anybody. Ever. They were no longer allowed to use the fucking weapons that the characters carried all the fucking time. And used regularly in the cartoon series.
1: (laughs) All the time beat up the Foot Clan, you know? But, I mean, they, they got Vanilla Ice Part 2. So, they made up for Vanilla Ice. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, right. go. Come on, man. Made ninja, up
0: for it. Ninja, rap.
1: <laughs> yeah. It totally made up in the fact that we don't have violence anymore in those movies.
0: Only to be beat by MC Hammer doing the uh, the, the, the Addams Family. You know, that. that, that.
1: Was that him? I, so, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, the Addams Family Rap. Yep. There he is, Yes. Definitely, MC Hammer, without a doubt. I just had that violent flashback of remembering that song. I was like, oh man! Yep, that was MC Hammer. Did what they wanted to Do but What they wanted to. Yeah, what I mean. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> We've Bert? been
0: joined by, by the one and only the studious Dean. Hello, Dean. Uh, this is
2: this is correct, of course. Hello, right you. when I was doing right when I was doing my monkey impersonation uh my signal dropped and i lost the call i heard it. it's well, very did, funny so. that the that the ghoul started to go into his monkey routine when i've been sitting here waiting with my monkey routine <laughs> and uh the the ghoul beat me to the punch but that's fine because my call got dropped and there's nothing i can do about that but i'm here now uh ready to talk about whatever uh ready to talk about the outwaters uh regular ready to entertain Uh, Potential callers, I'm here for the whole wide spectrum of everything we do here. (laughs) Ready? Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what I tell my kids: stop, take a deep breath, think
0: about what you want to say, then say it, and you'll get it all out. (laughs) Get it out. (laughs) We love you. Tears your eyes and just. (laughs) (laughs) But see, dropouts like this are bound to occur because we're a professional live broadcast. Okay, so anybody listening to us now. You know, if, if we drop out, if we have any kind of problems, if I'm stupid and try to like transfer phones for whatever reason and something goes wrong, uh, we we apologize, but it does happen. You'll you'll still catch us, whatever Whenever you go onto whatever your streaming site is. If you're listening to us from a streaming service anyway, It doesn't matter because everything was already recorded. So you're not actually hearing us live. You're just hearing us in the future, but our past.
1: Ooh, the future. So ooh, wow, and what a fucking quandary, quandary that is. That is. Fucking deep Deep stuff, man. Deep
0: deep stuff. That is some heavy, heavy stuff. Barbie and Oppenheimer. (laughs) Are are you going to see both, and how are you going to see Oppenheimer?
1: I'm going to go see it in IMAX at the Penn Cinema, because that's the way to fucking go. You have to fucking go see it in IMAX. It was shot with IMAX cameras. Got to go see that. And then Barbie, what a lighthearted on Sunday, going to go see that in regular, you know, just regular theater. Hopefully there's some people there, because... You got to get that break in. I had heavy shit with Oppenheimer, and then fun with Barbie. So it's a Barbenheimer weekend. Celebrate with Barbenheimer. To the shit. Barbenheimer. Listen to the king coining, coining a phrase. I didn't coin that. It's already out there. Barbenheimer is a fucking excuse, thing. Man. Excuse me. I'm stealing from the people <laughs> and giving it to you. I'm like the American Prometheus, stealing man, the fire Robert. from the gods and giving it to the people. That's Prometheus. He stole the fire from the gods and gave it to the people. That's what they called Robert Oppenheimer back when he dropped the bomb. Mm-hmm. Sure wow. did. That's why they called Robert Oppenheimer wow. the American Prometheus. That's right. Wow. Facts. Well, Facts. Would you Facts. believe
2: that? Little history. Not only is he the, for the king of power, ladies and gentlemen, he is the king of history as well.
1: Especially events like Oppenheimer's Manhattan Project, which I'm reading the American Prometheus right now. It's a very fucking heavy-ass book, but hopefully I have it done by the time I go see Oppenheimer on uh, Saturday. Remember that the Manhattan Project. I I do. Mm -hmm. Remember it very well. But uh, yeah, are you going to go see a goal this weekend? IMAX, regular theater. What are you going to do?
0: I mean, if I I see Oppenheimer, obviously I am going to do IMAX, and I'm happy to report, actually, like I went and checked for casino movies that come out on Thursdays. Almost all of the Thursday night, like my regular time showings, like seven o'clock, are like almost sold mm-hmm. out. And this is in the IMAX. Show, oh well, which is like unheard of. Mm-hmm. You almost never see that yeah. anymore. You know, there's so many times never. where big big movies come out, but like I can go and easily get seats in the IMAX showings because they cost a little more. So so good for for the movies. And you know, good for Christopher Nolan to be able to pack fucking pack, pack IMAX seats. You know, I was looking for somebody doing it in the 70 millimeter because I know they they filmed this in numerous ways, but none of the mm-hmm. AMC theaters have that. Uh, they don't have that cut. Really? So it's just the IMAX. Yeah, cut. yeah. It's just you the IMAX. That. Yeah, they they don't have it in any of the other in the other formats. So I'll just, I'll, I'll end up seeing it at IMAX either New Brunswick or. Uh, yeah, you know, probably most likely New Brunswick is where I'll go. Well,
1: that's a smart choice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think like, you have to see it in IMAX. Like, I, I, I'm sure it's just as good in a regular format of theater, but seeing an IMAX, because we shot with IMAX cameras, I think it's just going to really kind of give you the experience. Um, Barbie's not in IMAX uh-huh. though, so you can go see Barbie in regular theater. <laughs> that's what I Absolutely,
0: it. I'll go to East Brunswick for that or Freehold, whichever one, one or the other.
1: Yeah, make it a really weekend. So it's going to be funny, though. I'm looking forward to seeing both. But, uh, uh, Dean, now that you're with us and now that you're behind the horror news desk, what are we
2: talking about tonight? Oh, I thought you would never ask. It feels, it feels like it's been so long since I had the opportunity to talk about any of these things on Talking Terror.
1: Please tell us Well, last news. week we went heavy, man. It was a lot of fun last week.
2: <laughs> my paper, uh, we have to go back in, in time a little bit so this evening are not – The most timely of, but but hopefully uh, you will find some items to you. So anyway, uh, the first thing I want to talk about has to do with outer space and teaming up with teaming up with Spirit Halloween are selling an exact working of the popcorn gun. Uh, this is a, again. This is a partnership with the Spirit Halloween, officially licensed uh, pop, real lights and audio working like in the film. Uh, this Repka uh, popcorn gun from Killer Clowns from Outer Space will run you a hefty ninety nine, uh, but you can Please. place your order now uh, if you want to be one of the people out there to have this item from the film.
1: This replica, That'll be the monkey. He's gonna to have to save up that money. I gonna want that popcorn gun. Does it shoot actual popcorn? Do you know that? Uh, I do not
0: oh, know. It Didn't you say it's a working replica?
2: That's what my That's what my information tells me. There we go. I would so assume that. that it, I, I would assume that means it shoots popcorn.
1: Now, <laughs> well, monkey's gonna be all over that. He already has the cotton candy gun, so now he's gonna get the popcorn gun. So. Send it along. All right. What else are we talking about, Dean?
2: Who has voices in modern horror is going to be uh, editing as well as writing the introduction for a new book coming out that is called out there screaming an anthology of new black horror. Uh, this book is due October, uh, will explore not only terrors of the supernatural, uh, but chilling realities of injustice that haunts our nation. Uh, you can pre-order the hardcover edition right now for a price of $25 and 70 cents. And again, uh, this anthology, uh, book will be not just uh, featuring an introduction from Jordan Peele, but he is doing all of the editing of the stories
1: as well. <clears throat> Which I have already pre-ordered once I saw that article pop up. So yes, I am waiting for that book to arrive. So as soon as I saw it up for pre-sale, click that buy button, man. I was like, that's, that's going to be a good book. Not like I don't have enough books already, but yeah. You know, the history of the black horror and anthology and Jordan Peele. Yeah, I'm in it. So. Exciting stuff.
2: That's good. But, is, is, well, right. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to reference something you just said, King. Is there, is there a thing? Is there such a thing as too many books?
1: Uh, I don't think so. But uh, if you ask, uh, you know, Monkey or Marie or anybody else who's been in my does, apartment, does, yes, does, there the are monkey, too many books. Does
2: the monkey read? Is the monkey a reader?
1: Uh, he reads, not like I do. But he does read. He's he's got quite a number of books. just not as
2: many as I do. What about what about, what about Marie? I know she's a big fan of mine, but does Marie read? Is she a reader? Uh, she does read, uh, not a lot. Again, she's
1: not a huge reader, but she does read. She reads a lot of uh, true crime, a lot of things like that. So she took after me and picked up true crime and started reading a lot of that. So she's borrowed I a lot see. of my books in the past. And, uh, so, yeah. So so so, uh,
2: so here here in in our home, we are both. Uh, you know, very large consumers of the written word. Um, And our house Mm -hmm. is filled with books. Uh, You know, just like in New Jersey, uh, there were books everywhere. But the ghoul who was here like a year and a half ago can confirm that the room that he stayed in featured two gigantic bookcases, stacked floor to ceiling, stuffed with books in every possible place. Um, And that's not to mention the books piled up all over our bedroom and living room and on top of the piano and everywhere else. So our, our small house is filled with books. Uh, sometimes uh, you have to call the herd every once in a while. I will try to make a a pass and and be judicious in my choices. And we have some of those free library boxes throughout the neighborhood. And sometimes I will call oh, the great. herd again and uh, mm-hmm. you know head out around the neighborhood and deposit some titles uh, in, the, in, the, in the neighborhood libraries. Um, but yes, I I like we are ones that that consume books. I, we try to use the library for sure, but we we both end up you know buying books, um, you know, all the time. Our kitchen, my, our kitchen is filled. The top of the cabinets are, are just piles of cookbooks. Um, there, are, there are books everywhere in our home. And then the ghoul can confirm this. And I know there are plenty of books in the ghoul's house as well. Oh,
1: ghoul is definitely oh, yeah. a reader as yeah. well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he and Bonnie, both a uh, reader's ghoul we'll
0: Yeah, I can absolutely confirm that the uh, the dean has a huge collection of uh, of of reading materials, and uh, and yes, I can also confirm that that we too here are uh, avid readers, and uh, and yeah, because as we were taught at a very young age, reading is indeed fundamental, and uh, and and I hold I hold to that. You know, I uh, I, I've always Mm -hmm. enjoyed. Where a wonderful book can take me, you know, it can. My my imagination can take me places that, you know. That that not other things can
1: always do. Reading Rainbow taught me that. It's in a book. Take a look. It's written Rainbow. But I yeah, can fly, no, I, fly I, so I've high. A, I can fly as high. You don't have to take my word for it. But but. But yeah, know I. I have books everywhere in my apartment, especially on my dresser. I have them piled almost all the way to the ceiling where it's become a contention with uh, the monkey where he's like, get a fucking bookshelf. I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep adding in books, man. Like one day the co- the dresser's going to collapse and I'll just have to be with them then, man. But I'd rather buy another book than a bookshelf. That
2: sounds like That's a, a fine plan. Um, I will say this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, will, I will say this. Uh, while, uh, you know, we have been uh, – Customers of this location for uh, three different households, we can say with confidence that uh, when it comes to furniture, uh, that IKEA can be uh, hit or miss on the quality of certain things. Um, I've heard their that. couches. Their couches, not so much. Their dining room tables, outstanding, as well as their bookcases. Hmm. The two gigantic bookcases uh, that uh, were in the room that the ghoul. Uh, was staying in when he visited here. Uh, we have had those bookcases now going on almost 20 years, three different locations, a cross-country move. Those things are just phenomenal. So um, if you need to get a bookcase game like Ikea or you could probably find some good ones free on Craigslist as well, but uh, just just to the out there, you know, just yeah, it sounds like market, maybe uh, market your place, stuff man. is starting to buckle. Is that right? Marketplace. I haven't thought of
1: that.
0: Good idea. Well, yeah, for yeah. Yeah, al- sure. People are always looking to get rid of shit that they have in your local area for, for great costs, man.
1: Yeah, I also live in a third floor walk up, so yeah, bookshelves you
2: know. Not always ideal when you have to go up three flights of stairs with two bad knees. But well, there is a there's, there's a, a there's another app called TaskRabbit uh, where you could probably get okay. someone to come to your house for a few bucks and just carry them up there for you. Well, I'd love that. Okay, pay
1: that. Just carry it up here if you want to put it together cool. I'll buy
2: pizza. You can Give you, can, you can find someone on we we had we had a bed uh, uh in our previous place in California. Uh we sold it when we had to move to this place in California, but we we actually on TaskRabbit had somebody come and put together this uh IKEA bed because the whole mattress part like lifted up for like storage underneath it was a whole like mechanism thing and whatever we just like went on task rabbit uh you know people say what they do you can search for what you need and there are experts on there that like assemble ikea furniture and they have their rate listed and it's hmm. very
1: easy oh i love it all right but moving on from that what are we talking about
2: these uh i want to backtrack to my first story i did some quick research and i found out that yes this is a working uh, popcorn gun. It says, get ready to blast any foe away with a pop, pop, pop when you hit them with a sufficiently licensed gun. Uh, it says, this iconic weapon from Killer Counts from Outer Space sends out a shockwave of salty popcorn goodness of enemies. Um, turn the crank and watch the popping mechanism go to work. And with a note that says, the popcorn awesome. for visual effects only, do not ingest. <laughs> I don't think you want to eat that popcorn.
1: For sure it's probably dangerous. But that's cool, oh, cause man. Doesn't I'm actually pop-corn
2: a real <laughs> popcorn?
1: No, I'm not, I'm,
2: that's, that's, what, that's what's not certain. Like, it, like I don't know. Like, <laughs> it looks, in the picture, it looks like real popcorn. Like, there's, there's popcorn laying all around you it. You can't like, eat it. I, well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And you know what? I don't care enough to, like, investigate further. Let's just put well, they'd give you, like, a bunch Joe? of fake popcorn.
0: What kind of news is that? What are you, fucking Fox News, bro? <laughs>
2: yes. I'm a regular Edward fucking, Jay Morrow over here. Yeah, I'm the regular fucking Edward J. Morrow over here.
1: <laughs> either way it's cool that they have a working uh, gun which is cool I'm sure they give you like a little bag of fake popcorn but who knows maybe you can put real popcorn in it just fire it at your stick other. another have some popcorn <laughs> the best way to do it but all right moving on what else are we talking about dude
2: uh, really quickly I just want to mention because we, we know that I have strong feelings against this film while it is one of the king's favorites but uh, Manny Cotto uh, the director of Dr. Giggles passed away a couple of weeks ago from a he did. <coughs> bout of pancreatic cancer. Um, I don't know if, uh, well, obviously the king was aware of this information. I don't know if the ghoul is. But uh, but yes, Manny Cotto directed Dr. Giggles. Uh, Dr. Giggles we, of course, have covered here on this very program, Talking Terror. Uh, we know that this film is one of the favorites of the king of horror and uh, your episode. other esteemed totes. Uh, not so yeah. very much.
1: Well, I mean, he did direct a lot of American Horror Story episodes, and he directed a lot of episodes of Dexter, so and a lot of TV uh, after his, his film career kind of wrapped up. But Dr. Giggles, again, I always defend that movie because it's just trash. It's not a great fucking movie where it's like, oh, it stands up there with the great horror movies. No, it's a fun movie to put on on a Friday night. You just want to have a laugh at how stupid it is. That's why I always defend it. Like, it's just silly. Like, just turn your mind off and watch a movie. That's why I always try to recommend that movie to people. It's got good gore. The story's kind of silly. You know, Larry Drake plays this character insanely well. So, yeah, I defend Dr. Giggles. You have to. Somebody has to. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Manny But What else are we talking about, Dean?
2: Let's see. What else are we talking about? Um, Insidious uh, Red Door uh needed reshoots uh to enhance hmm. the jump scares uh, the um, you know I guess the original cut like the the jump scares I guess were not as effective uh, as they were hoping, and they needed to do a whole round of reshoots to to amp up the the horror uh when it comes to uh that film uh, as of this report, of which these numbers by now have certainly uh, changed, um, but when I took these notes, Insidious Red Door had brought in 32.65 million dollars domestic and 64 million worldwide on mm-hmm. a tight, tidy. City. So uh, this was after just a you know three quarters of a week of this film's release. I'm sure it's made more money by now. Uh, but another profitable entry into the Insidious universe.
1: I want to say, like,
2: as of right now,
1: it's like 130 something, 130 million. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I know it's the, the the highest grossing of all the Insidious movies uh, to date. Out of all of them, really, uh, the Red Door is the highest grossing of them all. Yeah, it's the highest grossing entry. You know, and it's a good movie. You know, it really brings it back to those first two. And Patrick Wilson actually is a decent director. Didn't think I would say it about him. And a fucking great singer, too, because I, I shared it on the group chat. He has a song with Ghost, uh, which is a cover of Shakespeare's Sister's Stay. I was like, dude, the guy Buck can fucking 26. sing,
2: 26.
1: too, man. <laughs> okay, 26. there you go. 3 is I, where
0: it's at. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, you know, really. I mean, I know, I know the movies are, are fairly popular, Um. You know, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's uh, it's grossed sixty one point eight in the United States and Canada, and sixty four point five in other territories.
1: So that is yeah the highest grossing in the because yeah uh, you know, the other ones didn't reach that level. So but again it's a it's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know it's kind of like the uh, capital I guess it definitely th- feels like it's the end.
0: I, I guess what surprises me as far as it like you know being the highest grossing is just that you know it's we're in post. COVID world, you know, whereas the other ones were all pre. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I, I've always known the insidious series to be popular, so I figured, you know, if not the first one, then the second and third would have been, you know, higher up on the uh, the grossing chart um, in regards to things. But I guess uh, maybe people didn't like the third as much because of the, uh, uh, the fact that it kind of did the whole prequel and did away with the original family and all that stuff for, for the time being.
1: Well, and the fourth sucked too. The fourth was terrible. I don't <laughs> you know.
0: remember the fourth at all. We were watching them. Um, I, I know the, the the cool girl got done with all four of them. I uh, I, I was in the middle of the third one last uh, last we had been there. So, but I knew for the fourth for the new movie that like all I needed to know was the first two films
1: again. That's really all I need because, uh, like you said, the third. Uh, it was a prequel. The fourth is The Last Key, and eh, it's just not good. It's just kind of like a wash, rinse, repeat of the third one. But, yeah, to bring back the Lamberts from the first and second movie, I think that's what the key was to make it that successful. Plus, Patrick Wilson coming in as a director as well, uh, I think that's why people went to go see it the way that they did, because it's returning to that family. It's like Poltergeist 3. You know, Craig T. Nelson, nowhere to be found. Joe Buck Williams, nowhere to be found. A movie, not that great. Hope guys one and two, good. But you remove that core element of the family in part three, it just kind of doesn't really do well. I mean, nothing against Tom Carey yeah, you know, and Nancy Allen. But really in random
0: people, tough. you know. Uh, and don't get me wrong, you know, obviously Carol Ann is, is, is a huge, huge part of it, but the family mm-hmm. dynamic is what made things interesting with Poltergeist. And I remember that even yeah. as like a as a kid finding the entirety of it to be to be fascinating, not just any one particular character.
1: No, it's just it was putting in a high rise, it's like they just dropped her off at her aunt and uncle's place and like good luck, I'm like, What? <laughs> you guys are supposed to be a strong family, like you're not supposed to do that but yeah, it's third one's really fucking rough. <laughs> again that's what you could say about insidious three and four is that you take out the lamberts and what are we doing it's supposed to be about this family being haunted by these ghosts and the further but um either way like i said i, I definitely recommend checking it out especially when it comes on digital you know watch it from home have fun with it but all right dean let's we well, talk about.
0: it's it's funny though actually that you that you did bring a poltergeist because that is something that i realized watching insidious mm-hmm. it is just yeah. poltergeist again Yep. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, when you yep. really take that first, and even the second <laughs> movie to a degree, you take it down, and it's you start looking at too. things, you're like, holy fuck, they really just took Poltergeist, restyled it a little yep. bit, changed the, you know, the, the, the kid from being a, a fucking girl to a boy, and, and here we go.
1: Oh, completely. And it, all those, those hallmarks are there, and then they remade Poltergeist, and what are you doing? You just no, nah, we don't good. talk
0: about that. It's like Bruno. We don't we don't talk about that fucking movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I mean we not all saw we have it. To cover it. We just yeah, and one day we will. Not today. <laughs> anyway, Dean, what else are we talking about?
0: Just, just like the guy in Gladiator said, you know, not today. Not today. <laughs> I will see you soon, my also, friend. But not today.
2: <laughs> Greetings. Uh, awesome. so in, in the world of insidious uh Lynn Shea has ideas for future spin offs that oh, would center crazy. on the character of Elise Rainier and Elise Imogen. Im- Imogene Im- Imogene. Uh, Imogene. she didn't go into detail on Not what my lover. that would it's just a girl entail. Who says that I am alone. Uh but as the you know, as the profitability of Insidious continues to, to show like it would only make sense for them to spin, make spinoffs and, and continue to capitalize on, on this profitable uh, franchise. So Lynn Kay has ideas for spinoffs. So yeah, I, have, I, cool. want,
0: I have questions because I guess I know how they could do it, but I don't want to ask the question because I don't want it to be a spoiler in case it's like a surprise in the movie. So
1: yep, don't ask the question. Just keep not him ask going. him a question. Nope. You'll see it when you get there. Yeah, you kind of answered
0: it anyway by not answering it. I really should have never said anything at all.
1: No, I, I'm not oh, saying oh, oh, here oh, oh, or there oh, oh, or anywhere. Oh, 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 oh. But part three and four are spinoffs. <laughs> three is a prequel and four has nothing to do with the original storyline. So. Except when Shay is in the movie. So, but, so if they want to spin it off, good luck. You know, let's see. I feel like, you know, Red Door could just kind of be the chapter ender. And, you know, who knows? Uh, But,
2: yeah.
1: All right, Dean, what else are we talking about?
2: Let's see, King. What do I want to share with you right now? Um, Please. You know, as I'm sure he has said numerous times, because whenever whenever he does press for whatever project he's involved in, uh, this question, uh, you know, inevitably gets asked. But Simon Pegg wants you to know. That those of you out there that are holding out hopes for, were clamoring for a Shaun of the Dead sequel, he says it's time to move on. It's not happening. Enjoy <laughs> the one film for what it is, cherish it, love it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but there will not be a sequel, definitively, to Shaun of the Dead. Uh, there will be no Shaun of the Dead two. Uh, he said it's just it's just time to move on. It's not happening.
1: No need for it. It's a perfect movie. Start to finish. No
2: need to do a follow-up.
1: I know that they were talking about doing a vampire-centered series uh, from Dust Sean, and that never really came up. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's fine. Like, he's been saying it for years. They're never going to do a sequel. It, it's, but you don't need to. That movie, like I said, start to finish, perfect. You don't really need to do a follow-up. The Cornetto trilogy as it is is good, but, you know, hopefully he can work with Edgar Wright again. I'd love to see that. Him and Nick Frost teaming up with Edgar again, but you know we'll see. Yeah, you know, obviously. Uh, I, you feel know, like yes. uh, I feel like some time ago here on Talking
2: Terror. Yes, yeah. I feel like some time ago here on on Talking Terror that um, Shaun of the Dead was my pick, and if I remember correctly, like the ghoul like rolled his eyes and was annoyed. No, it's mine. But okay.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> definitely not. I love Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> maybe it was just the moment. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I'm pretty sure it was sort of surprises. like I know, I, you, you, I, I know, know, like I know for a
0: fact you picked you picked one of the Dead, and then you picked one cut of the
2: Dead. <laughs> so, those yeah, not sure. Long. Like Sean of the yeah. Dead, I might have picked. I might have picked Sean of the Dead like 2017, like years ago. Uh, you know, one cut of the Dead was you know maybe maybe a year ago or something. You know, I know I, if I did pick Sean, it was quite some time ago.
1: Did we cover One of the Dead? I know I we, covered it. we did. Did we cover I One, I of, the one of the Dead? I don't remember covering it. Uh, maybe. maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, that's, that's a good question. I don't know. Like I got You probably did. I mean, we've done so many fucking episodes, it's hard to keep track. I mean, we, we have episode guides, but, you know, I, I, I definitely remember for things. the reboot, we covered, it. Uh, Sean of the Dead. I don't...
2: One of the Dead, is, I, I have to go back and look. I'm, like, pulled it up, and this doesn't look familiar that's to me at Cuban all. That's the Cuban horror We... Yeah, that's a, yeah. Did we, did we, act, did we even, did we actually cover this film? Like, uh, I'm looking at it, and it anyway, doesn't ring a bell. That's not what we're here to talk about. It had to be during the first but run. I can't it say had to for be sure, during though, the first run. is that there, yeah, there, we probably not There probably has been well. something in the region uh, on either, either the Showtime network or the Stars network. There's something that's been on called Aquarium of the Dead. Uh, I haven't watched it, but I've seen it in the scroll uh, quite frequently over the last few weeks. Aquarium of the Dead, but okay, uh, I don't know what it's about. I haven't watched it, so just I saw the Aquarium of the Dead. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, uh, Dean,
1: are you still keeping up with Dead City? Still meeting expectations? Uh,
2: I am. I am. I am two episodes behind, uh, but it is my plan. Oh. uh You know to 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 pick back up with it this evening.
1: All right. I know uh, our friend of the show, T.A. Radke, he's looking forward to your thoughts on uh, Dead City. He loves it when you talk about Walking
2: Dead. All right, Mr. Mr. Radke, just, uh, you know, hold on to your hat and uh, be patient because it's very well possible that by this time next week, uh, I will be fully prepared to talk about all the doings. Uh, in Dead City, so uh, it truly was. As I was like thinking about my evening and you know what I wanted to watch, like I I've been I, I, I at night uh, it's, it's summer you know school's out um, you know I've been I've been getting quite stoned in the evening times and trying to keep track of what I'm watching, what I'm middle of. Uh, like I have to get back to season two of From, I have to get back to the first season of The Fair, uh, I have to continue with Dead City. I've been trying to like keep track of things, but I end up like putting things on or like playing a video game for a little while and like then putting something on and i like passing out during it like I'm all mixed up with everything right now but I will so- sort it all out uh, dead cities for viewing is certainly high up on the priority list and it is my plan to resume with it this evening all right That's so I expect an update to you from
0: because we started watching it uh, we got about halfway through the first episode but it was late so we had stopped um, and when we went to go back I guess they've removed it from prime
2: no. Really? Yeah.
0: So you can't watch. You need to now have the MGM app. So the whole first scene is, season is no longer yeah. available on Amazon Prime. See,
2: so I, I have the. Yeah, um, I have. Though. Yeah, that sucks big time. So, you know, I use I use Sling, uh, for TV, and I have the MGM channel. Um, and it, you know I can just watch it on demand on the MGM channel because that's where it airs weekly.
1: Yeah, I want to check on that. I mean, I already finished season two, so I'm already looking forward to season thirties. So. <laughs> well, but, but, all right, moving on, Dean, what else we talking about?
2: Trick-or-Treat Studios uh, has Eleven. an Isaac and Malachi uh, duo two-pack figurines from Children of the Corn as it approaches its 40th anniversary. Uh, that are available pre-order. In Malachi, two-pack right now for 24 99 with a pre-order dollars um, mm-hmm. So if you are a big fan of the Children of the Corn, uh, they have these two figures. And also for pre-order on the Trick or Treat Studios website, and this coming a few weeks after Isaac and Malachi, uh, on October 2nd, uh, is a Michael Myers, a 1978 version of Michael Myers that features an interchangeable right arm with a knife, knife gripping hand position, uh, as well as pumpkin accessories uh, that's also currently available to pre-order for a little bit of a higher price point at 34 99 So if collecting these action figures, figurines from Trigger <laughs> Sheet Studios is your thing, Uh, You have Isaac and Malachi from Children of the Corn to look forward to, as well as a 1978 version of Michael Myers, of course, from John Carpenter's Halloween.
1: And to add to that, they also have uh, Candyman, you know, Tony Todd's Candyman from the original one, Bernard uh, Bernard Rosen's Candyman, Uh, and also Rory Calhoun as Farmer Vincent from Motel Hell. They're also offering that for pre-sale, so I pre-ordered the Farmer Vincent figure from multi-hell because that's a -a one-of-a-kind figure. We've covered it on the show, multi-hell, but yeah, Trick-or-Treat Studios are offering up these figures, you know, for a reasonable price. It's actually cheaper than uh, NECA. So I did the pre-order for the Farmer Vincent, take my skin chainsaw. So I don't have any more space for figures, but I'll I'll figure out what I'm gonna do with uh, Farmer Vincent. So just looking forward to getting that. Uh, you know, Trickster Studios is, is a great place. I have a couple masks from them, a couple accessories, so <clears throat> worth checking out. But anyway, Gene, what else are we talking about? Uh,
2: Dynamite Entertainment uh, is Dynamite. announced the, the next of their Army of Darkness comic series. Uh, this one is called <laughs> Army of Darkness Forever and they are saying... That this is a direct sequel to the Army of Darkness film, but it also is going to be continuing. <clears throat> excuse me, from both endings of the Army of Darkness film. So, Army of Darkness Forever No. Number one picks up at the end of the film, and then we'll jump between three different timelines: uh, the techno Army of Darkness from 2093. Uh, the S-Mart, uh, Isles from 1993 and the middle age chaos of Castle Kandor. Uh, so all three of those worlds will get the spotlight. Uh, there's no official date. Uh, you know, yes, there is. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, oh no, there is not, but it is, uh, it, this will be coming sometime in October, sometime in October.
1: <coughs> wow. Looking forward to it, yeah, because they did have uh, a different ending uh, from the one that you saw theatrically where, you know, Ash saves the day and s smart. They also have the one where he fell asleep too long. He wakes up and he's in techno years. So, yeah, looking forward to that. I might to check that out. I'm not a big comic guy, but I like to read the Me neither. Of the Adventures of yeah. Army of Darkness Forever. I like that title, too. That's a cool title.
2: <laughs>
1: but, all right. Moving on. What else are we talking about, Dean?
2: Uh, Also in the world of comics, Skyband Entertainment uh, and Universal are teaming up for a uh, Dracula limited comic series that will be four issues long with the first one coming on October 22nd. So some officially licensed Dracula business uh, going on in the world of comics as well. And you can look forward to that. Again, that's going to be a four issue limited series, but October 25th, right in time for Halloween, uh, will be the release of the first edition.
1: Perfect. Universal Monster is coming back. Always like it, even in book form. All right. What's next?
2: Uh, a couple of weeks ago right here on this portion of the program, I had talked about how there was going to be a shark exploitation jo- documentary about mm-hmm. the shark subgenre of the horror universe starting with 1958's She-Gods of Shark Reef that will then uh, traverse Through Time to Jaws, Through Jaws, and then all of the subsequent knockoffs. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that if that is a documentary that sounded interesting to you, you don't have to wait very long at all, because this Friday, July 21st, uh, this documentary will hit shutter, uh, you know, just a few days from now. So that's exploitation. Um, you know, an exploration of the shark subgenre inside the horror universe.
1: Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to checking that out, you know, because um, I know you guys have talked about that uh, one shark movie with uh, what was it, uh, Susan George?
2: The, uh, yeah, and for, from 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 now until the end of time, I will never remember these accounts <laughs> and always have to re- ask the ghoul whenever it comes up. Um, I, yeah, there was a a movie that
1: I remember uh, from 1995. It was called Cruel Jaws. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Um, it was directed by Bruno Mattei. Um, it's essentially a shark movie. No, you know, um you No, know, Bruno Mattei. He was an Italian uh, filmmaker. He used to use the uh, the pseudonym Vincent Dawn. Um, but it's about this crooked landowner that decides to have a group hunt for this man-eating tiger shark. But essentially the entire movie is just clips from the Jaws movies, Jaws 1 through 4, with occasional scenes that were shot for specifically the movie. Uh, it's it's a very long movie. So yes, yeah, so if you ever have time, put on cool Jaws and you're going to see this movie where it's just like occasional new scenes and then the rest is just Jaws. It's just scenes they rip from Jaws because back then, even in the 90s, the Italians could just rip it off and they could just get away with it. Because there was these rules that allowed them to do that, where they could take scenes from movies like Jaws and splice them into their own movies and present it as this whole new movie, like Cruel Jaws from 95. So if you want to see something weird that's just completely like, oh, that's just Jaws. Uh, Cruel Jaws is the way to
2: go. I just started on the side on my phone, uh, so I will keep an eye out for a scene from Jaws and report back as things unfold. There you go.
1: All right, so what
2: else are you talking about, Dean? Uh, Pet Cemetery uh, news. So I feel like mm. I kind of vaguely remember talking about this a few years ago, how uh, there were plans in place for a Pet Cemetery prequel. Um, but I have yeah. learned that it has been two years since anything was heard about a Pet Cemetery sequel. But now I'm here to tell you that it is official. Uh, the Pet Cemetery prequel, which is officially titled Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, is ready and will hit the Paramount streaming service, the Paramount Plus streaming service, on October sixth. Apparently, quote, hmm. this is based on an untold chapter penned by Stephen King, unquote, uh, which will feature uh, the the trials and tribulations of a young uh, Judge Crandall in 19. 19- 69 uh, who is yearning to escape his small town existence, but the discovery of deep dark secrets uh, and family history uh, prevents him from leaving as he gets pulled into the darkness uh, surrounding uh, the town in which he lives. So October 6th on the paramount plus streaming service, you will have the opportunity for this pet cemetery bloodlines prequel.
1: I saw some stills in that David Duchovny's in that movie. Wow, they got Duchovny, you know. I saw the screenshot, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. You know,
0: William, from this light, you almost resemble a young David Duchovny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I, I saw that, and I was like, ah, you know, still trying to go after that IP, even after that dreaded fucking remake that came out. I don't know. Like it, it, it's fine. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to check it out. and It's just going to be just seeming like a fan film. Just, I don't know. Just, just disappointed. <laughs> that's all.
2: You're just <laughs> yeah. setting yourself yeah, up to be disappointed, good. man. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Agul on that one.
0: But that's okay because I would because do the I same, do same thing.
2: Theater.
1: Yep, <laughs> we all do. We all just beat each other up with fucking disappointment when these things came out. Like I saw the remake in theaters, and I walked out going, "Why? Why? Why, man?" I'm like, "Because I had to." I guess that's the only way I can explain myself is I just had to. As terrible as it was, just uh, it was dreadful. Like, why did you have to make yeah. fucking Judd a fucking child toucher?
0: Which, uh, which again, you know, like I, I'll contend to to the grave. That, you know, that movie probably would not have been as bad had they not revealed the fucking twist in oh, that
2: the trailers. trailer. The trailer,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. hmm Yeah. It's, it's just, a stupid move
0: on their marketing. It's
1: just, it was a terrible move, and uh, I remember going to see it. I'm like, all right, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to take place. And then the movie played out. I'm like, okay, well, it's a lot worse than that trailer. There was a lot more problems than what they showed in the trailer. Uh, That whole ending sequence—it's just, yeah, you know, well, you just—you can't do any better than that. <laughs> oh my God! Ah, it's just—it's just a lot of trouble, you know. Like, I could—I get it if they were trying to save the IP, and that's why they—they they did it. But I didn't read anything about that because I know that Eli Roth did a remake of Cabin Fever, uh like in 2016, because he was trying to save the IP. So it was basically just a shot for shot, like Psycho. But that's the whole reason he did it is because he was just trying to keep the IP with him. But because was, was like, oh, "It's gonna be fucking cool, man." <laughs> oh no, it was, the remake is fucking trash. It
0: was, it's trash. bad. The Cabin Fever thing, it, man, like that was like, oh. And I get it. It's, you're trying to save it and everything, but at least if you're gonna do that, make something of some quality. You know, like I was, yeah. I was kind of excited yeah. for it. I was like, "All oh, right, we're gonna we're gonna go back to Cabin Fever." Maybe they're going to fucking flesh things out a little bit more, you know. No pun intended. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: no. 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 Somehow they made shop it even shot. more empty. There was no pancakes. There was no pancakes. There was. There was a no, dog little, Yeah, but Where's my little karate <laughs> kid? My little karate fucking kid, motherfucker, yelling pancakes.
1: Yeah. And all the fucking characters were so one dimensional. Like they were just so forgettable, whereas like the original, like you have Ryder Strong and Serena Vincent and Jordan Ladd and Joey Kern and James DeBello, They were all kind of fun in their own ways. And the remake it was fucking so still and forgettable. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> just they were so bland you just didn't really care about it and plus they turned Deputy Winston into a female who's kind of trying to be like uh, Giuseppe Andrews and you just you can't top Giuseppe Andrews the party man Party man,
0: you're a party man it's okay party man just drink a pool and have a good
1: time
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. the this beer, one time I was at Bad <laughs> the beer is bad yeah. the I just, beer yeah, has just, uh, gone
0: bad Tastes like beer to me.
1: Have you have you seen the the, uh, the remake of Cabin Fever?
2: I have not. At least I don't believe that I. Yeah, it. avoid it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say avoid it if you can.
1: It's just it, it's
2: terrible. I mean, that like, probably first one. Well, now I have to pick it <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: just to make them watch it.
2: I mean, oh, if, see, if you do that, up, I don't don't mind. watch it. Because
1: you know? we could just riff on it the entire time, but yeah, no, it's it's yeah, I, I don't even know what they were trying to do, but. I still like uh, Eli Roth's fucking idea for his people to Captain Fever 2 where he's just going to be Giuseppe Andrews as Deputy Winston fucking the corpses from the first one. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but it'll just be him fucking corpses. It's because like, I don't want to do a sequel to Captain Fever until they, the sequel came out. <clears throat> you know, yeah, Spring what, Spring,
0: spring fever. Break and then it's Spring <laughs> Fever and then fucking Patient Zero or some shit.
1: Yeah, oh, on the ship. Yeah, they did that one. Yeah, they did uh, Cabin oh, Fever, yeah. patient zero on the ship. But, yeah, that was uh, Ty West that did the sequel to Cabin Fever. He hated it so much that he took the fucking name off it. So it's an Alan Smithy project. It that fucking just sucks so bad. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, you know, it's a one-and-done movie. It's one of those movies. It's just one and done. You don't need to do more, another one or, you know, a prequel on the ship. But, you know. Obviously, studios are looking just for that extra push. But anyway, Dean, what else
2: are we talking about? Uh, you, mean you know, <laughs> the modern horror franchise, Terrifier, has been so successful. Uh, we know that Terrifier 2, uh, on a $250,000 budget, made $15.1 million at the back to the box office, which of course uh, cleared the path for Terrifier 3, which is expected to come in the fall of 2024 with a significantly higher budget as well. But uh, the original Terrifier, uh, which was put together on just a $35,000 budget, uh, has been released into the theaters on 700 screens nationwide starting today. Uh, the listing that I saw said that it will be playing for a few days. And with some research, I learned that it seems that uh, it's going to be in the theaters pretty much for a week with the final uh, showings that I was able to find uh, being July 27th. Uh, so, Terrifier, the original, is back in theaters at 700 different screens across the country. Uh, it was put into theaters today, and if you always had hoped for the opportunity to see the original Escapades of Art the Clown on the big screen, your t- your time has come. Uh, so, don't sleep on it. Uh, you can, uh, you know, go to the Terrifier website to find screening information and find out if it's playing in vicinity close to you, if you wanted to see it, uh, but it's expected from what I've seen to be in theaters through July 27. You can also listen to our episode we Terrifier and hear our thoughts. Oh yeah on what's that, that?
1: Uh, classic. They do they do have
0: right? it at AMC. Uh, it's listed as an event with two show times that were today. Um, and I can uh, I will check and see and see if that will be like an everyday thing, especially considering we do have movies releasing tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, it will be down to one show time. Um, And that will be a late night showing at 10.15. So obviously that might change based on how other movies are doing. But pretty much, uh, yeah, Barbie has got like every single fucking theater filled. So I'm guessing they are expecting oh. high returns from the Barbie movie.
1: And it, it's funny because that's what happened to The Blackening when it came out um, over uh, Juneteenth weekend. Like there were showings everywhere. And then when I went to go see it. There was only two showings, like one at 815 and one at like 10 o'clock. And I was like, wow, they tried to fucking remove that movie real quick. (laughs) I went to go see it at 815. I don't like going to see movies at night, you know, but I don't like driving at night, but at the same time I had to see it. It was a lot of fun. I just don't like driving at night. I'm I'm not a fan of it. Especially in the city where I live. Like, people are crazy. Yeah. So I I just don't like it. I like driving during the day. I'm an old man, man. What can I say? (laughs) All right. What else are we talking about, Dean?
0: It always has been, man. The king doesn't like
1: cartoons, people. The king doesn't like cartoons. I don't. Overrated.
0: Dean, why do you sound so far away? Uh, Dean, come back. i so
2: miss far you. away. Come back uh, to can us. Can you hear me now? Am I like, good? Yeah. Oh, oh, so much, all right. Brother. All right. All right. So, uh, the black phone... Uh, was a big hit uh, last year, uh, raking in $161 million on a $20 million budget. Uh, So, of course, uh, while, uh, you know, if you saw The Black Phone, you know that this appeared to be a uh, standalone film with no groundwork laid for a sequel possibility, but when something has made the kind of money The Black Phone made, Uh, You know, it's inevitable that that things would be tried to uh, put in motion, but it's now known that Universal and Blumhouse are trying to develop a sequel to the black phone. Um, Hmm. You know, like I said, it doesn't necessarily lend itself to a sequel, so I don't know what they're going to come up with, but, you know, money is money and profit is profit, and uh, they're trying to figure out a way to make a black phone sequel a reality.
1: Prequel. It's the only way they could do it. Prequilla. Yeah, it's got to be a prequel. That's the only way I think that they could do it logically, because you know D. Cool. Obviously, you've seen Black Phone, but yeah, it's I a one of- and done. But if they want to do it again, they could. It just it has to be a prequel. Got to show you, you know, where that character was before the events of the first movie, which could work. I mean, if you ask me, I think that could work. But a sequel. Yeah. I don't know about sequel, but yeah, you could make it black phone The origin <laughs> of how he got his masks, of how he became the killer that he is. So, I'm looking forward to it because I had a lot of fun. Bring Ethan Hawke back. I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right, sure you, what else are we talking?
0: About? I, I do need to to watch it again.
1: Yeah, I, I watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, I just had nothing to do, with it. I'm going to watch my phone again. It's good. Hmm. I even love the short story of the book. Uh-huh. It's the Joe Hill part. Yeah, I have it. All right, what else are we talking about?
2: Uh, you know, several years ago, uh, Guillermo del Toro uh was offered uh the reins to the universal uh monster universe that uh Universal mm-hmm. was planning on uh bringing to life he declined, and he, it's known that he regrettably declined. Um, but apparently, uh, Guillermo del Toro is currently working on uh, a, a version of the classic Franken, Frankenstein story uh, with uh, Mia Goth, Oscar Isaac, and Andrew Garfield rumored to uh, be attached uh, Guillermo del Toro's longtime producing partner Jay Miles Dale says that uh, with *The Shape of Water* being a sort of riff on the creature from the Black Lagoon, and now this take that he's creating uh, with *Frankenstein*, that what Guillermo del Toro is actually doing is creating his own monster universe. So. Um, I would imagine this, if this is something that is accurate, we'll be hearing more about this, uh, you know, in, as time rolls on. Uh, but apparently right now, uh, Del Toro uh, is working on a version of Frankenstein, is going to be working on a version of Frankenstein. Hmm.
1: I wonder, I wonder, honestly, what it is about Frankenstein, that, like, there always seems to be projects coming out about that IP. Um, because obviously Dini just said about Guillermo del Toro doing one Um, there's another one coming out soon I can't remember the title but it's Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe I think it's called the poor things uh, where it's basically a take on the bride of Frankenstein Uh, there was one that just came out recently called the angry black girl and the monster um, where it's basically just a retelling of Frankenstein it's just and there's also uh, Lisa Frankenstein with uh, Cole Sprouse from Riverdale coming out soon it seems like that's the one that everybody wants to attach themselves to. So it's kind of weird that Frankenstein is the one that everybody wants to keep going back to um, of all of the Universal monsters. And obviously, Guillermo del Toro did uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon of the shape out of water, the shape of water rather. So <laughs> I mean, it's strange mm-hmm. that it seems like oh, Frankenstein geez. is the one that everybody wants to go after. You know, no idea. Obviously, it's a great story, but, I mean, you know, and we've seen what happens with the mummy. Tom Cruise rolling in the fucking dark universe. So, the mummy is obviously not one that you want to go after. Um, you know, Dracula is always going to be remade. So, but apparently there's a the renaissance for Rocket Side movies. I find it strange. Invisible Man, you know, that mm-hmm. one.
0: I think where they're at with Dracula at this and because there's so many vampire franchises that have proven to be so popular, I think it's almost like, at this point, Dracula should just be a side character and everything. You know? Like, we know that vampires Mm -hmm. exist, and hey, like, Dracula is just... Like, Dracula exists in the Twilight universe somewhere. He just fucking sparkles like diamonds instead of bursting into flames. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, Dracula exists in the Underworld universe, and so forth and so forth. I, I really think that's... I'd rather just see that at this point than see any more Dracula like movies per se.
1: Well, that's why I'm looking forward to The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which comes out uh, next month. Because it's it's offering you something different uh, of a Dracula movie, you know, where it seems like this Dracula is more feral and kind of a monster than a Bela Lugosi type or a Gary Oldman type, where it's just very much a fucking monster.
0: Gary Oldman had some monster moments, man
1: had plenty of them but this one just seems like it's a straightforward just monster movie where he's not going to appear human at any point he's just going to be a fucking skeletal looking monster and I'm like that's exciting to turn one chapter of that fucking book into an entire movie (laughs) and it actually looks decent yeah that's what I'm actually
0: so it'll definitely be one I am seeing in theaters
1: oh I plan on it too believe me But all right, Dean, is that it, or
2: do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into your movie? Uh, uh, This one last thing I wanted to bring up, and I probably should have brought this up earlier in the program when you had asked about Dead City, but uh, I have learned that the upcoming Walking Dead uh, spin-off series featuring Norman Reedus as Daryl Dixon, which is simply titled The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, uh, which will find our beloved hero uh, traversing the French uh, the ravaged French countryside uh, has an official release date of September 10th. Uh, my prediction was that this would have been in in October, around the time when the new season of Walking Dead would usually air. Uh, my prediction was incorrect. September 10th, uh, the world will have the opportunity to take in The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. All right.
1: Yeah. He's in Paris now, so we'll see what happens in Paris. All right. Oui, All we oui. said... We, <laughs> oui. croissants. That's right, Daryl. You know a couple words of French. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing it because I just talk about a fish out of water. <laughs> you know, this southern boy, now all of a sudden he's in France. Uh, it, it, it's got to be a little decent. I don't know. Like, And I'm hoping it's not one of those things where it's like you have to watch the entire Walking Dead to get it. And I'm just going blind, like, oh, well, he's just in France now. I don't know what happened to his character in The Walking Dead. Now he's just in France. <laughs>
2: I'll get back right,
0: to that. Daryl Dixon eventually. shows up everywhere, man. <laughs> is that Dracula or not? Yeah. Daryl Dixon. <laughs> yeah. Got my
1: crossbow. Oh, there he is.
0: <laughs> Where's Rick? Uh,
1: well, Where's Daryl? Oh, yeah, he's doing something with show him.
0: Where's Merle? Well, she might
1: show up. Well, Where's he Dog? Merle dead. Did he, oh, that's right. He did have a dog. I forget that. I keep forgetting that he found a dog at some, at some point. In the show. It was called Dog. It was called Dog. It was dog. like, yeah. I remember seeing uh, stills from that where he's like, I have a dog now. I like, oh, that's cool. Did you name it Merle? Did no, we need a did. dog. <clears throat> well, pretty yeah. sure it left him for
0: the, the woman that it originally belonged to anyway. <laughs> they all
1: leave me in the end. Damn it, Carol. Come back to me. And then she just shows up in France. She's like, "Hey, she's like, all right, not Carol, back together again." Because, uh, I, I, yeah, But I think the dean said that she's going to be a part of it. She was seen on set, or at least uh, I think it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan that said that. But you know, so. uh,
2: that's the words of um, the photo.
1: Yeah, so she was she was there. What's uh, uh, George I'm on there? Uh, but the movie uh, is yours, Dean. For the film pick of the week, *The Outwaters* from 2022, directed by Robbie Ben Fitch. Uh, why don't you give us Bob a synopsis? Fitz. What you thought about it? And let's talk about uh, the family, Ben Fitch. Uh,
2: this is this is true. *The Outwaters* from 2022, an American horror film, uh, not just directed but Ooh. also written by Bobby uh, Robbie uh, Ben Fitch. It's presented. Uh, it's a riff on the, you know, the the ghouls' favorite subgenre in the horror universe, the found footage subgenre, and uh, in this particular film, a group of friends uh, decide they're going to to journey to the Mojave Desert to film a music video, uh, and you know the the excursion, as expected, takes a turn for the worst with catastrophic uh, results for all parties uh, which we will talk about in this conversation of our program so that's the loose premise of the outwaters from 2022 Uh, sometime uh, last year I saw uh, something about this movie uh, that caught my interest and I made a note and you know I try to you know uh, make a note in my in my, in my my film list about, like, when or where it's possible. And I even put in parentheses, uh, you know, screen box sometime in 2023. Uh, so I've had this one on the list for a while, and I decided to go, you know, with a modern film for this particular pick. And uh, that is how we ended up here in the desert. What did you think about that? What would you think about it? So conflicted. I had conflicted thoughts about this one. I thought that it was a little bit long for what it was. I felt it took a little bit of time uh to like get where uh we were going and then which is sometimes the case in the you know, the the, the found footage type of films, there was like just too much stuff where you couldn't see anything and were just hearing voices and you know, upside down cameras and You know, things uncertain and unclear as to what was going on, uh, apart from uh, the use of sound to try and interject it or try to, you know, inform us of the terror uh, that was taking place, uh, you know, culminating with an ending that I'm sure was created to to be shocking or provocative. Uh, And we'll get to that when we get to it. So, um, you know, overall, I was not a big fan of of the Outwaters, uh, you know, truth be told. All right. go. What do you think about the Outwaters? Yeah, I think as, uh, as the dean said earlier,
0: you know, this is this is definitely my favorite uh, subgenre of the of the horror community. I uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely will love found footage movies. Really, this suit is not black. Yes, <laughs> not nah. uh, not That's sarcasm. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Listen, you know, do you remember all right, uh Okay. We went
2: to yeah.
0: one of uh, I think it was one of Todd's things, uh perhaps. Who did. Where nice. that uh, yeah. where 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 there was that movie, um that cute redhead was in it. Do you remember the mm-hmm. name of that by any chance? What was it called?
1: No, a Head. I don't remember a my head.
0: Okay, but but you do remember what movie I'm talking about? And I'm sure you do remember me yeah. going up to her like afterwards and being like, "Wow, you were so great, this and that." I think I even, I I own a copy of the movie. I just can't go in the room right now to to see the uh the, the name of it. I know I do have it on DVD, right? So so I do
1: here, remember that.
0: And I remember both of us being, like, afterwards, like, man, that movie fucking sucks, but that chick was hot. Um, Which is the only reason why I said (laughs) anything good about fucking her performance in that movie. Because it was like, damn, you're good looking. You
2: know,
0: me lie to a girl? My bad. Um, Anyway. So, this film, right? Let's say we were at a horror con or or a grindhouse night's or something to that effect or, or let's say like one yeah. of our, our old friends like Michael Mahoney or or, or Thomas Ryan or somebody mm-hmm came along, we're, we're at one of these events, we're at one of these cons, you know we they screen all kinds of fucking independent movies at these things they have like an obscene amount, you can start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and they'll go fucking screening movies till 10 o'clock in the fucking evening, you know, they'll, they'll just go there all right. day, you can just watch all these independent filmmakers, right and, and you're going to see all kinds inside. of various qualities and, <laughs> yeah. and, and various ideas, a lot of times you might see something that's a good concept, that has no money um you know or, or or for the most part you'll see mediocre ideas with me mediocre filmmaking okay i'm lying mediocre to bad filmmaking um but every now and again you'll get one where you're like wow you know like what was put here i can see that if you give this person the right cameras or you know the right dp with a couple of dollars and maybe some some better performers you might actually have like a piece of quality you know filmmaking here um, i don't believe this is one of those movies at all uh, but, but what i do believe is, is if i was at one of these conventions and this film was like screened I would probably be more impressed than me sitting at home watching this on television because I think when you when you look at the overall world uh, of indie filmmaking, you know, and I don't just mean it in the horror genre; I mean it in all genres. You know, you get you get a lot of fucking shit to get to like one. Pearl. I'm not even going to call it a diamond. I'm going to call it a fucking pearl, you know, because, because <laughs> diamonds are really fucking rare. Um. So so my thoughts on this film are that if, like, that was the case, I probably would have walked away and been like, ah, you know what? They did something here. Yeah, there's some kind of fucking artsy party shit going on. Maybe. Maybe he's just trying to be fucking deep. This shit felt like fucking... You felt like the Hills Have Eyes meets like some kind of like Area fifty one shit with uh, with like a touch of fucking Donnie Darko in it, you know? Like I, I man, yeah. I hated this fucking movie. Okay, that's really <laughs> what this, oh, oh, that that was really just a long way of me going around saying, like, honestly, I fucking did not enjoy watching this movie. It yes, yeah, please I know tell us all the most people. I mean, most of these, most of these films, okay, are slow burns. I mean, I've kind of come to getting used to that with the found footage. Whenever I'm stuck watching one of these, you
1: know, and I get it,
0: you know what? The, you kind of you blow your load the second you reveal everything, so so you can't really do it any other way. So, did it really need to be nearly two fucking hours long? I was like ready to sleep by the forty five minute mark. Um, I know I was exhausted from work. I know that I was tired. But I know that I put this movie, I put the movie on late. But man, you know this fucking movie just slogs along poorly. So yes, I did not like the movie. I'm sorry, Dean, I will put let you uh this movie on. you were about to say.
2: Yeah, what I was about to say was just pretty much echoing what you just said. I, too, put this one on late last night and, uh, you know, <laughs> did start to to pass out around the 35 to 40 minute mark uh, before I wrapped it up mm-hmm. today. But I did also put it on late uh, California time.
0: No, no, I, I did troop through it. I did finish it. You know, the, the the Google tapped out. She was like, yeah, no, this is just fucking boring, so bye, see you later. I'm like, okay. Leave me alone to suffer through this. <laughs> But how about you, King? Well, what do you feel about The Outwaters?
1: Yeah, see, yeah, King, kind of actually, what you fuck, saying, I actually do really like sound footage movies. Like, I think they're fun. Like, it's the type of genre where you don't really need to have a budget. You can just fuck get some friends together cheap with a camera and just make it fun, make it work. But watching The Outwaters, I remember when it came out, like, there was a lot of trailers for it at the beginning of the year. I uh, was like, man, I'd love to go see this in the theaters, but it wasn't playing anywhere near me. Uh, so when you picked it for the show, I was kind of looking forward to it. I was like, "All right, this is one that I wanted to see." And then I saw the runtime, wanna... and I was like, "God, oh, fuck!" But yeah, good. I
2: want to jump in. And, I just to jump in and say, when you're talking about, about this in budgets, that uh, this, this one was made for just fifteen grand. But please carry on. Kate.
1: Yeah, it was for fifteen grand. Um, but yeah, uh, I was looking forward to it, and then I saw the runtime, and it was an hour and fifty some odd minutes, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck yourself." Like, sound footage movies should be, like, 80 to 90 minutes tops. Like, there's no reason for this to be an hour and 50 minutes. But Robbie Banfitch loves himself because he wrote it, produced it, acted in it, uh, edited it. You know, he's putting this movie together, and all the characters were very just fucking bland. Like, there was just really nothing to these characters. (laughs) So, um, there are some, you know, fun moments of gore. Uh, there's some good shots, uh, like in the desert when he's chasing after Michelle, uh, which I liked. But overall, it's like you're, you're, there was a thing missing from this fucking movie where it's like we're going to the Mojave Desert to shoot a music video, but they easily could have put in that we're going to this area that's fucking super haunted or we're going to this area where the government was fucking testing on things and we're going to fucking go in. We're not supposed to be here, but we're going to go here to shoot this music video. It's going to be fucking hot. But you don't get any of that. You just get them going to the Mojave Desert to shoot for a weekend. You're like, okay, well, fine. But then you get all this fucking HP Lovecraft type of cosmic shit, but they never really go into, like, why it's there. They're just like, it's just, it's there. And it's just because, you know, Robbie just wanted to show off the fact that he could be naked uh, and run through the fucking desert for, like, the quarter of the movie. It, just, it was so fucking long. So I get it. Like, I wasn't as tired as you guys when I watched it. But At the same time, I'm like, this movie's still going? all right. I feel like it should have ended like a half hour ago, but, you know, he, just, he really wanted to hit that mark. Um, and, yeah, my notes were literally taken from Wikipedia because I really had nothing to add, so we're going to run through it. Um, so the film opens with a panic 911 call along with visuals indicating that the four main cast members, Robbie, Angela, Scott, and Michelle are missing. A title card explains that the subsequent footage was recovered from three memory cards found in the Mojave Desert. Robbie is an aspiring filmmaker living in Los Angeles who has recruited his brother Scott and his friend Angela to help film a music video for his friend Michelle in the Mojave Desert. While getting ready for this expedition to the Mojave Desert, he celebrates his brother's birthday, surprises his mother back home, parties with Angela, and talks to Michelle about her recently deceased mother, which again, I kept fucking laughing whenever he brought uh, Michelle's mother up because he's like, oh, my God, you look so much like your mother. Oh, my God, you sing so much like your mother. Oh, my God, I fucked your mother before she died. Whoops, was I not supposed to say that? Sorry, Michelle. (laughs) 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 He kept fucking bringing it up.
0: Yeah, you know, look look at these, like, close-up shots of her, like, singing, and I get it, again, you want to build, you're trying to build characters, you're trying to you're flesh trying, them out, you know, Yep. but, but then don't make them so one note, why does she need to mm-hmm. be the the singer artist who's trying to, like, live up to, like, you know, the memory of her fucking deceased mom, you know, like, these are such fucking tropes, make them real, give us real yeah. fucking people, that's yep. what I always, you know, like, You want to make a movie like this. You want to make an indie film. You're going to use your friends. You're going to do this shit on the cheap. Make your characters not fucking fake characters. Make them real. You have no reason to go out to the desert other than, hey, you're an aspiring filmmaker, and you want to make a fucking movie. And these are the things that are happening. Like, who the fuck makes music videos in 2023?
1: (laughs) That was my exact note too. I was like, who does that anymore? Nobody makes music videos in the fucking desert anymore. Like, you know, but, um, you know, Angela, she was kind of like the highlight for me in the movie because she seemed like the most natural, you know, where she's just a thick, curvy girl who does hair and makeup and she's having fun. Oh, and, you know, I uhhuh, to yeah,
0: she's just, uh-huh, natural. King, King. As soon as I saw her, I was like, no, oh, that's King's type right there, man. This King's girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, I, I, hey listen, I wasn't hating on her because at least she seemed fucking natural. Like, Michelle was so, like, fucking just one note. It didn't really have anything to add. She's like, I'm singing this song, and I'm thinking about my mom, and I miss her. And then you have uh, Robbie's brother who's just like, hey, I'm here too. Oh, hey, it's my birthday. Hey, thanks for the guest, man. Cool. Like, like, what? Like, do you talk? Well, like, do you know how to talk? Because he just fucking kept looking at the camera and smiling. me
0: smoke a cigar in a really weird way.
1: <laughs> Can you show me how to be fashionable? Like, like, what? What is your problem? Like, what? I kept trying to figure him out the entire time because he's just like, hey, I'm just smiling. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> like this is nothing I to am. his character. I'm
0: the handsome man. <laughs>
1: Oh man! Uh, so, the four friends pack their equipment, begin their journey, spending the first night at a small lake. They continue deeper into the desert the next day and encounter a pack of donkeys blocking the road. And they arrive at their first <laughs> final location, a small hillside uh, area of dry white sand.
0: The best performers in the movie. The donkeys, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all <laughs> staring
1: at the camera, <laughs> you know, his brother to chase them off. My God, like, oh, that's the best we're going to get out of this movie. Uh, so at night, the four are awakened by booming sounds and frenetic uh, animal noises that appear to be getting closer. Scott and Robbie leave tend to investigate, to find no clues. Robbie continues by himself and sees a strobing light along a hillside path. And then we cut to the next day, The crew discusses the uncanny events of the previous evening and begin filming the video. During a break, Robbie and Michelle investigate the area where he saw the light and record high-pitched noises coming from a nearby hole, sensing something unusual beneath the earth. Robbie remarks that his counter-battery has not gone down the entire time that they've been there. And then later, Robbie sees an axe on the top of a nearby hill, and he's like, like, fucking crazy, right? Like, wow. All right, anyway... So the crew head to the lake bed to finish filming the video, and the sound is overtaken by noises similar to the ones heard earlier in the hole. At night the crew once again hear this booming sounds and animal sounds mixed with sonar and helicopter noises. Robbie wanders off and sees a naked man on the hill wielding an ax. As he runs away, the man attacks Robbie off screen, giving him a head injury. Robbie returns to the camp saying that his head feels like raining, bloody and disoriented. He finds Scott asleep, but the women are frantic, and that's when the camera cuts to Robbie running through the desert as the two girls scream and plead for their lives. Michelle screaming for her mom, "Mommy, mommy, I want my mommy!" Like, and he encounters Angela soaked in blood and incomplete. There, okay. So, guys, Robbie Benfitch, mm-hmm. director, cinematographer, Bob editor, Bob, Bob uh, cameras, cameras have night vision. Maybe turn it on? No, we're going to use a fucking uh, uh, flashlight that's a keychain. And that's what's going to fucking light this fucking movie. So we can only see the small circle of light as he's running around in the desert trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. uh, Seriously, man. Like, you don't have a camera with night vision? (laughs) I'm so fucking mad.
0: (laughs) We are experiencing the horror and the isolation that they are
1: feeling. You're giving this movie so much credit dude.
0: Oh no, this, this is I, I guarantee you this this is what his idea is. I'm not saying he's executing it well. Oh, not at all. But I, I'm pretty sure that's probably what the thought process is here. Is hey, you know what? They're they're in, Maybe in so. a limited location. You don't have much light. Maybe You're not, not gonna be able to see they're panicking, there's blood, there's some fucking random dude running down the hill with a fucking hatchet, like, all all of these things. But, you know, everything leading up to this to begin with, none of it really seemed to be making much sense anyway, so, so let's just, yeah, we're just going to roll with it, man, because
1: it reasons. was such a fucking problem. I mean, I get it, you're probably right, that's probably what he was trying to do, but... It's like, okay, he's a filmmaker. Like, he, he obviously knows how the camera works. He's not going to get a little night vision. Okay, fine. But then he has, like, the little fucking clip flashlight where he keeps click, 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 click the like, fucking entire time. Like, I can't see anything anyway, man. Why are you fucking clicking it off? Like, oh, there's a little splash of blood here. Look at that. Whoa, what's going on? Whoopsie. What f- come on, dude. <laughs> the fact what? that he kept clicking it off and clicking it on, like,
0: Friday the 13th, well, again, you don't want to reveal your location, but you need to be able to see. You know, Friday the 13th, you know, taught us something. Our brains are going to fill in way more horrible things than anything that we could ever really be shown. You
1: well, know,
2: I'm jaded, so I want to see it. <laughs> I, 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 I want to see you it. I know the you. king is jaded.
1: Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see what's going on. Again, like you know, it's okay, fine, you don't have night vision, so you only have this little, you know, pocket flashlight. Um, he encounters Angela soaked in blood and in complete terror. Robbie escapes and takes shelter in a small ravine until morning. That's when the king came and he exits the ravine. oh so,
2: yeah, it is oh, so, like, he was, I, I came later
1: when I saw something else
2: that she had. So
1: Yeah, and it shows us something else later. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: uh,
1: I liked it. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Robbie exits the ravine naked and disoriented and starts wandering the desert aimlessly. He finds that the area is now infested with streaming, fleshy, worm-like creatures. Again, like a, a nice fucking cosmic horror element to it, but it's not earned. Like, it's not earned because you you need to have a little setup. Like I had said earlier, if they had shown that government sign earlier, we're like, oh, shit, man. Like, we're going into, like, hills of eyes, fucking territory. Like, what's that? It like, it's fucking mutations and shit. I would have been like, all right, well, that's earned because now you're dealing with radioactive fucking worms and shit that are around. But they didn't really do that. They're just like, yeah, no, we're here. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I yeah. really
0: I took this to a whole nother. Like, and I did think the this like you said, like the hills have eyes thing. And again, we're gonna see a mask later, yeah. and we're gonna see mm-hmm. you know that sign yeah. and all that stuff. Um. So of course, yeah. Did, did that give me? Oh, talking about the movies making me sleepy again. Um, <laughs> you know, did, did did that give me those ideas? Yes, yes it did with the worms. But while watching the film, what it actually made me think of off the rip. And again, maybe I was maybe I was trying to see something that that may not really be there. But if Robbie is the killer, right, because you know when you see the mm-hmm. naked guy standing there at the top of the fucking thing or whatever, he's coated in the blood, all this and that, or whatever. He looks like he's like a, a flesh monster or whatever. Um but we did see Robbie find the hatchet earlier. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, my immediate thought is, is, like, okay, well, there's your twist. He's going to end up being the killer. This is going to be so, because, you know, the fucking description says it's, like, mind-bending. So, you know, I'm already set up for, like, a a trippy kind of, like, hey, we're going to really fucking fuck you in your sense hole type of deal. Um, so, I was thinking that those worms, those creatures, because of the way they were screaming maybe they were what he was seeing his friends as now, because they had almost okay. like human-like screams like the girls, you know? So it sounded like it almost sounded to me like, oh, hey, that's, you know, is that Ange? Like, is this what he's seeing? Like, are these what their bodies have become? Any number of fucking, like, weird thoughts that were just roaming through my head for it. But, you know, again, I i don't know if it really ever goes there. I don't I don't think it
1: does, so. I, think I was just giving you more, like you said,
0: more, more credit than it deserved.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, again, your thoughts are perfect. Like it makes total sense, but it never really plays out in terms of the plot of the movie. Because at a certain point, Robbie Banfitch, director just wants to give you a bunch of fucked up shit to look at. Because he knows this movie's closing out, so he's like, Yep, you know, we're going into the third act, they're gonna give you a bunch of shit to look at and it doesn't really make any sense because it's unwarranted. It just kind of fucking appears like there's no, you know, I know we've talked about it before where it's like, yeah, you don't really need to explain everything. And I get that. But with this movie, you got to have a little bit of something. You got to show me something. that's like, okay, you know, we're going into like government fucking restricted territory. We're going into the haunted area of the Mojave Desert. Fucked up shit happens here. People die here. Perfect place for a music video. But no, they're just like, no, that's fine.
0: So when the fucking
1: worms and the fucking snakes show up, I'm like, all right, well, oh thanks hp lovecraft well, what the fuck is this <laughs> it doesn't make any sense um because that night robbie returns to the campsite to find the two tents covered in bloody viscera and sees what appears to be michelle's body and after a couple of close calls with the bloody axe man robbie is transported to a pool of red liquid by the light that's in the desert he's taken back in day. he vomits up blood and removes an unknown substance from his foot where he's like literally just fucking pulling off fucking like flesh from his foot. Yeah, it
0: was like a layer of like skin or something, you know?
1: Uh
0: yeah, uh, yeah and again like he, at, at yeah. this point I'm thinking, Oh, okay, is this like some kind of alien thing now? Because it's like alien viscera, like coating him, but Right yeah, we're never yeah. really
1: gonna we're never really gonna know. No. But once he gets that off of his foot um, he sees himself and his friends going through the desert. So he's shouting at Michelle and he's shouting at Angel and he's shouting at all these people and they're not really responding because they're far off in a distance. So I'm like, okay, fine. That's kind of cool. You know, I like, you know, that kind of visual of seeing what you've already been through. Um, and then we have this shot, which again, I give this guy credit because this is the only time I'm like, you know what? It was cool of seeing a bloody Michelle laying on the Mojave Desert floor, getting up and running, and he's running after her and trying to get to her, and she's not responding at all, and then it repeats itself. I'm like, okay, it was actually kind of a cool shot, you know, shot upside down, um, where you see mm-hmm. her bloodied and just running away from him. I was like, you know what? <laughs> it was a cool shot. I, I got to give it to him. You know, but it just, you know, doesn't make fucking any sense. Like, okay, we're in a time loop now. Okay, all right, we're, we're, we're time looping in this movie. Loops, loopies. So he eventually gets back to the campsite again at night, and he sees a bloodied Scott, Angela, but they're seemingly acting normal. You know, Scott's waking up, and he's like, did you hear that? But he's covered in blood. He goes back to sleep, and then he sees Angela, and she's like, you know what? I just kind of want to go home, man. I just want to go home. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And then he exits the tent, and he finds himself at his mother's house, how do we know that? Because that little fucking silver light, I was like, oh, there's, there's a house. Like, it's, a, it's just so fucking bad. What are you lit it? Where it's like you just have to fucking stare at it. like, okay, yep, that, he's in a house now. Because we could see that there's, you know, a, a dresser and there's a door. Um, for some reason, he's there. And then all of a sudden, we're on the wing of a plane, like a fucking Twilight Zone episode, where he sees Scott through the window. He's like, I love you, Scott. Like, what? what what are we doing? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, we're, well remember, we, we saw shots from inside the plane earlier because they took the trip from L.A. to go to where the mom lived to go visit the mom. Now, I will say this. You know, that is the mother's reaction, you know, not to, not to cut back too far because it won't be too long, oh, the but uh, yeah. the mother's reaction yeah. when he arrived, best acting in the film. So believable. You, know, she, like, you, you yeah. genuinely felt like she hadn't seen her kid for a while with the way she actually reacted.
1: Oh, it was so great. And the way she was talking about Scott, where she was like, I made your favorite meal. It was Scott's favorite meal, too, but he never shows up around here. Like, it was, I honestly it was like, yeah, the mother is like the most believable character in this movie. Like, I guarantee you, she didn't get any script. He, Robbie was like, just ad lib. Just, just say whatever you want. <laughs> like, you know, it's fine. Kendra, but like I said, even if like was... <laughs> Yep, And I gave him this fucking necklace and pretend that you like it. Like, there's some moments... In that scene, you know, like we're backtracking a little bit, but yeah, like when he gets the gift from his mom and it's his fucking shell necklace and he's like act excited because I'm going to show this to mom. And he's like, Oh and my then, God! And then they do
0: that cut, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not using that." That was genuinely funny. Like I actually laughed about that. Yes. I was like, "You know what? That that was an enjoyable moment." And really, it gave me some hope yep. in the beginning of the movie. I was like, "Oh, maybe this isn't going <laughs> to yeah. be terrible." They like lured me in, you know. And and you know, yep. my, my problem with Angela just, I know that he went to school in the New York area, uh, Mister mm-hmm. Bonfitch. Um, so you know, and they kept making like uh like New Jersey and New York references. So like I, I think that was my problem. And yeah. She yep. just felt yeah. She felt like New Jersey. She felt like oh, she yeah. came from oh, around 100%. here. And like <laughs> yeah. I just kinda wish maybe maybe they incorporated that like just a little bit more. Like, you know, like hey, you're like a fish out of water. From this area, you know, it, it, where we are right now, just something, you know, she's the girl visiting, you know, she only came in for a few yeah, days, she came in, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 that's that, you know, but uh, it, it was like weird. I don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell if they were fucking or not. Like that was a thing. I too. thought they like, were, I dude. Tell, like, yep. I thought they were as well because they were doing the blow and everything and, and, and hanging out that night. But then, you know, I don't know. It never really feels like anything comes out of that. And he's chasing after Michelle like he wants to get up in her fucking, you know, her Jimmy John. So
1: You would think, yeah, I totally got that, too, because they had that whole scene where they are in the apartment. And, you know, the strobe light's going on. She's got the sunglasses on. She's like, I want to be a star. I want to be a star. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like... Oh, they're going to fuck. And he's pulling out his and dick, then you see dick her next in front of day. the mirror,
0: and he's going, I'm a bright, shining
1: star. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, she's putting her head in his freezer going, how the fuck do you not have an AC unit? Like, I'm so fucking hot. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> you get used and to the, it. So, and there I, was those, what and the
0: earthquake. Yeah. You know, I get it. Hey, we're in California. We have to have earthquakes, like, regularly. Like, why doesn't that ever, like, come up? Again, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that needed to, like, have some kind of, like, payoff.
1: It just didn't mean anything. Like, it's like it, it, fucking New Nightmare had fucking earthquakes that meant something because Freddie came back. And this movie, it's just like, oh, yeah, we had two earthquakes. It's crazy. It's in California, in
0: Cali, man. <laughs> California's just loaded with earthquakes.
1: And the Dean knows the dean's
0: in California. He gets earthquakes all
1: the time. Every day. It seems like every day there's another earthquake. But, um, so back in the desert, in total darkness, Steve, you Robbie been... runs into a large monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have
2: dropped. Oh anyway. no! Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've been talking this whole time. I had uh, I'm, I, I, I'm sitting out back, and my dog is out with me, and he was like barking at someone going over the bridge. And I had muted the microphone, and I'm sitting here like making comments, and I just realized that you guys aren't hearing me. No, no, me neither. I didn't hear a thing. Yeah. Man. So. When you were when you were uh, saying yes. real quick when you were saying when you were saying when you brought up the, the earthquakes and nothing happening, I was starting to talk about exactly what you said. Like it wasn't even just like a one off. Like there was more than one. Sure. You know, like yeah, there was yeah. there, were, there were two whole you know things surrounding earthquakes and what I had said when 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 the ghoul was like uh, you know the team knows all about this. He's in California. There's earthquakes all the time. And so actually, like in the in the in the seven years that that we've been here, like we personally have like only you know kind of felt a couple like. There's been way more, but as far as what we have actually felt in our home where we are, uh, you know, only a couple in the seven years that, that we've been here. So.
1: Yeah, not, not epic I ones thought, like the one in this movie.
2: No, I thought that, <laughs> the, that the earthquakes, like you were saying, I thought they were going to end up being related to, to what was going on when they made it to the desert.
1: Nope, no payoff. <laughs> it's, it just happens. Um, but back in the desert in Full of Darkness, Robbie runs into a large monster which closely inspects him and appears to be calling similar creatures in the distance. He runs away and sees Angela back at camp. She's seen being stabbed by an unseen force. And then she's seen massaging her breasts for the camera as the two are soon attacked by worms. And it was like, again, with a little (laughs) flashlight, you know, where it's like, that's a, is that a a nipple?
0: Like she was was like like, coated in like diarrhea blood. And (laughs) she had like, Granny tits, you know what I mean? Like, I like read it. A and, and it was, <laughs> I was, I was mortified. You know, I like, <laughs> Mortified, and, and, <laughs> mortified. You know, like I don't know, maybe that's a strong word, but it was, it was pretty. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I think by this point, I was so fucking like done with the movie that for it to go this avenue now was like, why? Why do you need, like, You know, like, you should have shown me this... You should have shown me this shit first when, like, she's clean, okay? Not, like, showing me this like, fucking coated in, like, poo-poo blood. Like, she looks like somebody gave her a hot fucking taco. Like, they shit all over her chest and she's, like, rubbing it up, like, into her fucking... Her, her tits. But then, like, they didn't even look like real tits. They looked like... like, a, like they looked like an old man. Like, I had a customer I was oh, at, like, a fucking week fucking ago. Tits. Okay? Yeah, this old man, I'm fucking wearing this fucking tight, like, white t-shirt, and, like, he's got fucking <laughs> b cup fucking titties, and he's, like, one of those customers that has to, like, be right up my fucking ass. So, like, I go to, like, turn, and it's, like, bumping into his fucking breasts every time, and it's like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Can you get out of the way? <laughs>
1: excuse me. Oops. <laughs> just trying to, just trying to get through the type of fuck,
0: <laughs> And I just the type of customer he was. He was pissed off at me because fucking I wasn't like, you know, <laughs> even though he's had the thermostat in his house for like fucking four years now, he's the kind of guy that wants to ask us to fucking, you know, how does it work every time we come there? And it's like, yeah, bro, I'm not going through your fucking programming for the third time in the course of fucking time that I've been to your home over the last three years. So he's like, oh. Oh, you're, you're, you're something, aren't you? And I'm like, I fucking sure am, buddy. I am fucking sure I'm something. Uh, but, you know, I knew exactly the type of person he was. So as I was leaving, you know, I brought up how all these fucking, these wretched illegals and all these other people like, you know, that are that are fucking infesting this country, how they're doing all these horrible things. And he took that bait and like ran off on a fucking, on a Trump dialogue that was just like, yeah, bro, there we go. you fucking, you yeah. tell me all about not it, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotcha.
1: My <laughs> worst nightmare. I knew you were in. Oh, my no, God. I didn't, yeah, like,
0: I didn't yeah. give a fuck, man. All he did was talk, 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 man. I just listened and yeah. was like, oh, mm, oh, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like any of yeah. them, now. I think they all suck. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, the the whole thing with her, like you know, showing off her problem, like that's not her breasts, that's somebody else. Like, come on, man, <laughs> it's just it's weird. You and think? again, it leads credence to me thinking that they banged at some point, because why else would she be showing her tits to him, as they've never they have, like they have. <laughs> you know, it's just it's an unsaid thing because she's a little thick, and he's probably like, I like my girls thin, like Michelle. <laughs> you know, it's one time, man, one time. I was hopped up on coke and I banged her. <laughs> you know? Oh, right. I told you yeah, I, I put
0: you, you in a movie. I put you in a fucking
1: movie, okay, Hansel? Leave me
0: alone after this.
1: <laughs> so
0: oh, uh, after on, this, Robbie, Robbie please. is. Uh, please, you told me if you if I let you put it in my ass, you'd put me in a film and you'd make me the star.
1: Yeah. Right, fine, shiny star. Fine. I. You won't see a lot of you, you know, but you'll be in it. Um,
0: we're going so to see the special parts, We're going to see the special parts.
1: <laughs> He's eventually carried back into the red liquid, and the camera is shown rapidly flying through a series of white lights before returning to the desert. Mm. And that's when Robbie finds a gas mask and an old sign indicating that he is in a government-restricted area. And once again, he encounters a blade axe man who appears to be his doppelganger.
0: Oh, my God, Ooh, What? what? My so the
1: next cat day, cat. Which would have been cool, but doesn't really work because nothing in this movie makes sense. Uh, so the next day, Robbie finds the decomposing heads of his three companions impaled on pikes. Good night, Michelle. Goodbye. Like, like uh, he really is like, it's fine. Like it, It's like, you have Scott, you have Angela, you have Michelle, but it's like, are they those people, though? Because those are some shitty fucking effects. For those faces, where you're just like, uh, well, two of them have black hair, one has blonde hair, so it must be those people. Like it just, he could have done a better job it, of showing these these heads, but fifty
2: thousand dollar budget, for not.
0: Listen, man, it was the decomposition. You know, they've been out there for a while. We were learning right here that the passage of time. Okay, it was everything. <laughs> we think this was a night. This wasn't just a night, man. This was. A stretch of
1: time. Man. I just, I just kept thinking the entire fucking time. Man. Man. I was like, he's trying so hard to be David Lynch, but he doesn't really know how to be David Lynch. So he's like, let, let me fucking do this. This is fucking trippy, dude. I'm going to fucking wake up yeah. in the desert. My fucking friend's head's going to be in a pike. It's going to be fucking cosmic as shit. Like the whole cosmic thing with all the lights, I'm like, yeah, he's fucking trying to pull from David Lynch. He's so desperate. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, he's trying to get all kinds of weird and trippy. He's trying to get metaphysical. He's trying to do an HP Lovecraft fucking thing, you know? Like it's, it's. Mm -hmm. I don't know. My my favorite fucking scene ever with a head on a pike has got to be in the first season of Game of Thrones when. uh, Oh yeah. When when he when he goes when he goes to show fucking uh, Sansa his uh, her father, and, and they cut to the to the head on the pike of uh, of what's supposed to be uh Sean Bean uh as Ned Stark. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
0: And it looks yep. nothing like him. Why?
2: <laughs> nothing. For whatever
0: fucking reason, the original head that they Because you know who it looked like? It looked like our then president, you know, George W. Bush. Or like our or maybe <laughs> it was just after he was the president. Yeah, it might have been right after actually. Uh it might have been around like Obama's yeah, probably, early yeah. terms. Um, but it was, it was a mask that was a George W. mask. And it's like, man, they changed that, they changed that shit by, I think, the second or third season. They were like, yeah, we got to digitally get that out because uh, somebody slipped that in, and it really wasn't very fucking, it wasn't very nice. W didn't <laughs>
1: you know, like it. Not nice at all. <laughs> no. So with the three heads on a pike, all of a sudden, Robbie's like, well, what else can I do? He looks through the desert, and he finds an animal tooth. He picks it up, this little fucking animal tooth, and he's like, what can I do? So he decides that he's going to cut his fucking dick off and then just kind of keep it around as, like, a little fun, you know. <laughs> it drops to the ground, and he's like, uh, "Uh, there's my dick. And he just fucking rolls it around a little bit. I'm like, what are you doing with it, though? And he's like, I don't know, man, my dick's gone. <laughs> I was like, are you going to throw it? Are you going to, like, I don't know. Like, I, I thought he was going to try to do something with the fucking detached dick, but he just kind of rolls it on the ground a little bit. Like, well, it's
2: gone. All right. He's got a
0: little penis. Yeah. Reasons, so, you know, it was like, it was like, hey. I, I, and when he got the tooth, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, maybe we're going to see what one of these big fucking, you know, these creatures are, or whatever it is. And right. it's like, wow, look, it's a big tooth. And then he starts, like, cutting into himself. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to, like, start, like, cutting. He's gonna. I thought he was cutting his wrist. And then when his cock drops on the floor, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, Okay. We're that movie now. So we've gone from, yeah. you know, floppy fucking poop tips to a fucking, you know, bloody fucking hunk of fucking cock on the ground.
1: I didn't even know what it was until he turned it around. I'm like, oh wow, okay, that's a dick. He cut his dick off. All right, so
0: well, that's what we're they there. Look like we're out Real there. Sorry, sorry to tell
1: you. No, <laughs> well, he had to turn it around so I could Count see the production. fucking head in the shaft. I was like, what the fuck did he just cut off? And I was like, oh, no, dick. Okay. But then he decides to go to his chest with his little fucking uh, animal tooth. And then he cuts himself open so his fucking intestines are hanging out. And he's like, well, that probably wasn't a good idea. But now I'm going to fucking wander around naked with my no fucking intestines hanging out. <laughs> Pretty sure he'd be dead. Pretty sure. but no. He hits
0: the floor. He picks it up. <laughs> if you're going to pick I it up just and carry it, why did you cut it out in the first place?
1: Yeah, no, he cut oh, it out,
2: the rest. he the
1: Sudden decisions that make no <laughs> sense. The fact that he's just like, well, I'm going to cut my fucking chest open and let my intestines come out, and then I'm going to carry them across the desert because I need to point at the sky for some reason. Um, because that's, that's where sabu. I'm at in my life. He's a life. big
0: Sabu fan, bro.
1: <laughs> Don't bring Sabu into this. Even <laughs> <that movie. laughs>
0: I love fucking Sabu <laughs> New That's Jack that. City would do that <laughs> New Jack
1: City would definitely do that <laughs> you know? but Yeah, but, yeah, but not Sabu um, So, yeah, after he does this He wanders around the desert Pointing through the skies you see, uh, We hear an airplane overhead And then the movie's just, it's over It's just done <laughs> it's like, Okay, all right, the outwaters and, We did it And we were all happier <laughs> Every yeah, just I on like, And the funny thing is, is that I, I watched the movie, and obviously I had an expectation. I was like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to see what it is. And the movie ended. I'm like, wow, that movie was bad. I went out to IMDb, and if you want to have a fucking laugh, look at the fucking reviews on IMDb for this fucking movie. They're all one star. What the fuck is this? This movie's fucking boring. This movie's too fucking long. There's not one single... Yeah, this movie's good. Like, it's enjoyable. Like, you know, give it a chance. Every fucking review was like, don't, don't watch it. It's stupid. (laughs) Don't watch this movie. Don't. Every single fucking review. Don't, 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 don't. (laughs) Every single review was like, this guy sucks. (laughs) He obviously had some money and he made a movie. Um, But it's the same thing I said about Damon Leone. Like that fucking guy made Terrifier, Terrifier 2, Terrifier 2 made a lot of money. All right, respect, man. You know you made a lot of money. You know you made a movie that people love. I don't give any fucking discredit to people that make movies. I have no movies. I've never directed one. or never written one. But at the same time, this is what you're gonna give us. Like I, I really don't know what you're gonna do for a follow-up because this movie was just like, ah oh, man. Like I never want to watch another Robbie Van movie. Unless you're picking for oh, the okay. show. That- <laughs> I, I, I kind of
0: agree there. I agree with that, but like you said too. Here's the one thing that I can say about Robbie Banfitch or I'm oh, sorry, Robbie Bond Fitch. He's got now? a much better movie. He's got, yep, indeed. Fucking, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, him. Um, Benedict asshole. Uh, but, but anyway, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Bob Fitch has a better movie out than I ever made. So, you know what? I, I guess ultimately that is, that is what it comes down to. I'm just going to have to finally fucking get to it and make a movie better than Robbie Bob Fitch did.
2: You do can it.
1: do better. You can do better. You can definitely do better. Um, and also, I remember at the time when the movie came out, Buddy Disgusting um, was really fucking praising the movie, saying it's really fucking good. You need to see it. And then I found out that Buddy Disgusting dumped a whole bunch of money into this movie. I was like, there we go. <laughs>
2: that's, well, that's exactly why I found the stream box.
1: Yeah, because it's Bloody Disgusting curated. <laughs> of course they're going to be like, the movie's fucking pissed, dude. got to see it. It's like, well, because you put money into it. So you got to back that horse. But, you know, us horror fans who have no money in the game, it's not so great. Um, So, anyway, as we close out the Outwaters from 2022 next week, uh, the pick is mine. I'm a huge fan of Shudder, as you guys know, and a movie just debuted earlier this month that I actually really like. It's trashy. It's sleazy. It's from 1980. I saw The Boogeyman this year. Meh, not very good. So, I want to talk about the Yuli Wamell Boogeyman from 1980, which, again, you guys can find on Shudder starring Suzanne Love, John Carradine. Uh, it's just a bunch of fucking trash from the 80s. <laughs> I feel like we need a palate cleanser after the Atwater's. And just watch a movie that's not trying to be good, just trying to be bad. Tons of gore, tits, weird shit, Boogeyman. So we're going to be talking about that.
0: Non-poop-covered tits?
1: No. There's no poop-covered tits in the Boogeyman. Clean, clean, clean tits. There are But there are a lot of gods, and there's tits, and there's, you know, gore. So it's on Shudder, guys. Like Like I said, it just came out. I was was like, dude, I'm so excited. The Boogeyman is finally on Shudder. I could talk about it because it's one of my favorite sleazy movies from the 80s where it's like a slasher, but we'll we'll talk about it next week on the show. You will know. You guys may know. Kind of an infamous director, but got it start in the 80s with the Boogeyman. But anyway, Dean... Thank you so much for your pick tonight of The Atwaters and we'll see you back here next week for The Boogeyman.
2: Um, well, my pleasure. I'd love to bring you these fine film selections for us to talk about here at Talking Terror.
1: All right. And, Gould, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Boop tits.
0: Stay scared, everybody. <laughs> be scared i just be careful. Watch watch out when you're wandering in the desert. I guess Dean, I guess this this really goes towards you man, you know, you're you're out of out of the three <laughs> yeah. of us here, you
2: are the most likely to go wandering into the the, Mo,
0: the Mojave desert. So uh just, just um, do so carefully.
2: I I, Don't I will. will. I, I have been wandering in the Mojave. I have wandered in the desert, but not the Mojave. But I will I will be sure to be on extra alert uh for shit tits next time.
1: Just watch, watch out, out for, for Nick and Robbie Banchich. <laughs> watch so out anyways, for the, the off his eBay? wiener. <laughs> watch out for Dixon Desert. <laughs> Hashtag Fox Dixon Desert. Oh, my God, that fucking
0: song. Let's see the Man,
1: that fucking group came and went, man. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Angie G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail odorous. keep America strong, watch horror movies, and we'll see you back here next week for my film pick of the week, The Boogeyman.
2: The Boogeyman will get you.